This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. You know, this experience here, getting him to this level, letting him go do his thing, I think will be really good for him, too. Uh, when Carlos comes back, we're not quite sure exactly how we're going to do this. I know Royce has moved around the field a little bit in the past, um, but we have to make some decisions as far as whether it's best for him to continue playing every day or if we find a way to, to maneuver him around a little bit because uh, we still have some other guys coming back as well and they should be back within the week too. So uh, I think there are a few different directions we could go in, but he's playing real good and he's making the decision uh, very difficult on us. It was such a tough decision, such a tough decision that 30 seconds after he raked again against the Oakland Athletics, they said, Rice, why don't you, uh, why don't you come in the office over here? Why don't you come out? Come here for a second. Sit down here. We got your bags already packed. We're going to just put you on a flight. No, not not the flight that the team's going to be on the next right. day. You're going to Omaha where the Saints are. You're going to Omaha. We're going to send you to Omaha, Nebraska. Is he So Rice Lewis, am I, am I right here? This morning at either the Oakland or maybe San Francisco airport, Royce Lewis is literally flying commercial right like he's just like yeah, there's he's, no other way to do it he's just flying i don't know if they put him first class but like royce lewis yeah. is just sitting on a plane with civilians going back to st paul <laughs> and jose miranda is tucked into his bed in probably a very nice san francisco five-star hotel uh so that he can be with the team today this is yeah this this is now a team in my opinion actively trying to screw things up I don't know. I feel like, listen, I, for one, would never question the decisions of a Minnesota sports team here. And so you're on an island by yourself. I feel like if you oh, really absolutely. dig into the, the deep dive analytics would show you that yeah. Royce was getting a little lucky on some of those hits. Okay, some bloops were falling yeah. in. Well, some tree, you know, the, the wind was blowing out. Yeah, I just feel like you need true. to. And I'm, to, I'm told that, that for an athlete to make the move like the play left takes like six years so like if, if he's gonna start a game sometimes left at some point in time like he's gonna probably i would send him to first of all the fort because i mean you, you just gotta hit him fly you start ball. at the lowest level right yeah, yeah you just fort. gotta hit him lazy fly fort. ball so you you gotta start out in the fort chattanooga um, are they still with chattanooga no i just I, like saying chattanooga Pensa, i think they're pensacola, pensacola now okay it's pensacola, pensacola now mm-hmm. but i mean that's Pens. gonna i'm not I'm not going to have him in Pensacola till April of next season at yeah. the earliest. Slow cook it, and then so, center field. Center field actually now takes 14 years to work on. It's 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 a, it, 
Well, they say 10,000 hours. What's the Malcolm Gladwell book? You know, it takes 10,000 hours to, to master a craft. Royce so. Lewis will be back at the age of th- 36 <laughs> at this rate, but he'll be great by then. So before we do a full deep dive and autopsy and cut this decision open and dissect it and everything. Yes. My The first thing that popped into my head last night when I saw this come across, just scrolling through Twitter late at night, was how do you even approach that conversation if you're the twins? If you're Rocco, I don't know if Falvey or Levine or whoever was on the road trip from the front office, but like how do you – so the twins walk into the clubhouse. Royce Lewis has been easily one of their three best hitters including Byron Buxton, I would say, since he got called up. He's just, he's a pro at the plate. He's raking. He's mature. He's a leader. He's all these things. Belongs, yeah. And he, and he has a great night offensively last night. And you and, and by the way, he is also not an idiot and looking around the lineup, and he sees Nick Gordon just flailing, and, you know, he maybe slaps a single to opposite field or something. He sees Miranda completely in over his head in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And you got to bring him in and say, hey, so, uh, we got 14 pitchers on the roster, and we got these other slappies at the bottom of the order that have no business in the major leagues, but you're the guy that we're sending back to the minor leagues. Well, like, how do you even have that conversation? And the conversation somehow went, well, we want you, because Carlos is coming back, we want you to play different positions. And you you do have probably more God-given athletic talent than the majority of guys in this room. But we feel that you need to go to St. Paul. You literally need to go across town uh, so that you can work on third base or left field or center field, where, by the way, he played again in the Arizona Fall League in 19. And here's my my other question is this one, too. No matter what the Twins might say publicly as players, you know, Carlos Correa defended the Buxton thing, so you guys are all wrong. Okay, of course he did. What's he going to say? These guys are morons. I can't stand this, uh, this place. But what's the internal feeling when you are sending down a guy, which which is, like, this is not a debate, which means you are actively sabotaging your team. Like, Royce Lewis is good. He belongs here. Until he well, goes so, into a prolonged slump, he belongs here. Yeah, so take, what, I mean, your lineup, first of all, like your lineup is str- half of it's struggling, and he's not, yeah. right? So, yeah, you're taking one of your best hitters but out of your but, but so my question is this. If I am Polanco, so I'm a productive player. I'm good. Hell, if I'm Correa, I want to win. You just made a move that actively says, while, by the way, right or wrong, you're holding Buxton out, which means you need every, on the days he doesn't play, which are going to be many, you need as many opportunities as possible to put in um, suitable substitutes for a guy who is, when he's playing, one of the best players in baseball. And you literally just sent a message of, yeah, we don't care about that. If I'm on this team and a veteran, I'm like, screw this. Aren't you? Yeah, well, that's right. I'm, I'm trying to unpack this because anytime there's a decision that looks so glaringly dumb on the surface, I, I try to take a step back and think, okay. Well, that the first instinct is well. That's nobody would make that decision. That's ridiculous. So why why is that decision being made? And I've been trying to unpack this since last night. And I think the let's let's just start to go through things. All right. Well, Carlos Correa is coming back, and he's your starting shortstop. And Royce Lewis plays shortstop, and so therefore, well, there, you can only put one guy at shortstop. So okay. Well, could he play another position? I think the answer is yes. We've seen it. I'll give you an example here, actually from not that long ago um, that I think the twins are being hypocritical about. 
But what they're saying is, yeah, I think he he can probably play a different position, but we don't want him learning those positions or that position on the fly in the major leagues because that could be problematic, which I don't know. I think you're probably overestimating an elite athlete's ability to move from one of the toughest positions shortstop to other places on the diamond or in the outfield or wherever maybe, right? So I don't know. So I get it. I mean, listen, learning new positions on the fly in the major league is not ideal. You'd like a guy to get some reps in spring training or something. Like I get it. But when you're in the middle of a season and you're trying to win a division and win the World Series, I just feel like a, a creative, great organization would find a way to keep him in the lineup in some form. Could he could he DH for five days while he learns an outfield position and third base over here? You know, could he spell twice a week Carlos Correa at shortstop while Correa DHs or something? I get that it's kind of complicated. But what I want to know is, is their plan, hey, he should, because Royce was saying this on, on our Royce podcast this morning. He's a shortstop, and he has work to do still as a young shortstop, and he's the shortstop of the future for this organization because Carlos Correa is probably going to be gone after 2022. So he needs to be working at shortstop as much as possible. Well, if that's the solution then is he just going to be in the minor leagues all season working on short? Like if Correa stays healthy, then he's just in the minor leagues. So I, I'm having trouble with this nope. three months down the road when you want him in your lineup and you're competing for a division. Like He needs to be on the team. So, so how long does he have to go down for to learn how to play left field? You know, I, I would argue that it's not complicated at all. And the problem with the, these guys is they make everything complicated. Everything has to be an ordeal, which is just BS and stupid. And like, if, if people if people want to say, "Well, I like these guys," so Judge should back off, then you know what? That's great. But I'm not going to back off, and here's why. Um, and this happens to really smart, intelligent people. They tie themselves into knots making decisions that are actually very simple. And I will give you, I will give you chapter and verse on a Royce Lewis fact that is known, and this is why what they're doing is so asinine. Um, in 2019, when he was uh, drafted in the Arizona Fall League by the team he played for, Royce Lewis, so there was another player, I forget who, a big name, and in that league, they have what they call priority positions, okay? Yeah. So the other guy was the priority position at shortstop. And so they're like, well, we've got this kid. We're not going to we're not gonna not play him. Let's throw him out in center. By all accounts, he did very well. Why? Because he's a great athlete. Why did, why did we all say, and this is not uh, the, this is not the current regime, but we all said Sanoan Wright is stupid because he's not a good athlete. Like he can hit a lot of home runs, but he's too big and he's not going and he's not good. And so we all basically said this is going to be a disaster. And then it was. But the fact is that Arizona Fall League experiment and him not being a priority position shortstop gave the Twins all they needed to see. Like it's it was done then. Okay, this this kid can play. I mean, center field. He can play center field. And again, with Buxton, you are going to right or, or wrong. And my biggest complaint will still be that you didn't tell the truth about it. But right or wrong, you're going to sit him a lot. Okay. God bless him. Gilberto Celestino is a nice player, and he's done a nicer job. And he really struggled last year, and he's been better this year. All that's great, but. If Byron Buxton's going to sit, Royce Lewis has looked like a very suitable replacement for that production. I'm not saying he's as good, but he's looked damn good so far. So literally what you're telling me is that 
despite the fact that you have evidence that Royce Lewis can play a pretty damn tough position on a moment's notice, you don't trust that now. It's asinine. It's stupid. Like, there's no other way around it. And for people to even think of defending this, which I don't think a a lot are, to be clear. I think on this one, we're all on the same page. But this is why when they try to get away with not playing Buxton and think, well, no one's going to ask the question, so we're going to get away with this. It's Scooby-Doo, man. It's Scooby-Doo. You peel the mask off Falvey and say, who's really here? Oh, my God, it is uh, Bill Smith. That's what this is. That's what makes this so maddening. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to start a media war here, but I did see Aaron Gleeman from the Athletic tweeted out, "Hey, you know, Twins are in first place. Pitching staff has the American League's third best ERA. Buxton has an OPS of a thousand while avoiding the injured list. Royce Lewis is healthy and thriving after 28 months without game action. Yeah. And somehow this might be the angriest Twins Twitter has ever been. Should we?" And I, listen, the reason I'm coming in today less hot than you are, and we'll throw it to season ticket holder Declan here yeah, for that really perspective too. Screwed. But I'm trying to come in here with okay. There's a lot of lot of decisions that they're making right now that just seem they just seem overthought or odd. And I'm I'm almost coming in more curious and wanting to know more. And does Gleeman have a point? I'll throw it to Dex. Does Gleeman have a point that listen? Everyone needs to pump the brakes here. They're in first place. By and large, big picture, everything is is going pretty well here. Does he have a point? Yes, they're in first place. They're in five games over 500 in the worst GD division in baseball. Okay, the Yankees have a stranglehold in the American League. The Yankees are off to an amazing start, right? They they are 27 and nine right now. They're in first place. They look like a legitimate World Series contender. The Twins right now have a third baseman who can't play third base. They have a first baseman who can't play first base. They have a left fielder and a sieve there. They have two guys in their rotation who can't do absolutely anything. Half of their lineup is just kind of meh right now. And you're telling me, you're telling me that Royce Lewis can't contribute? And oh, yeah, the two years he didn't play baseball. Okay. Awesome that he was able to still use that and and now has still been able to be a productive baseball player without playing baseball for the last two years. You're telling me you can't have this guy contribute. And we're just supposed to accept the plan. We're supposed to accept that. Hey, let's just let's have him go down to AAA, and it, that that twenty eight games uh, that he's able, twenty eight at bats, he was able to get were great. But you know, hey, he needs more seasoning. Screw that, dude. This dude can play, and this team needs him right now. There's nothing about the, the, him going down to AAA that makes any lick of sense to me. He doesn't have a point, and here's why he does not. Again, we are as we always do in this town, undershooting the goal. Okay. His point is, well, they were awful last year, and now they're in first place, so this is fantastic. The goal is championships, okay? These guys, this is another, if you were to build a file, if you were to build a file against Falvey, Levine, probably to a certain point, Baldelli, because you have to build a case before you fire an employee in the business world. The file is built on this. The file is built on 0-5 in playoff games. Why? Because you made some terrible mistakes. You had misguided decisions based on I don't know what. But, I mean, you ran out a guy that drove Uber at Yankee Stadium, he, and he completely fell apart. I you held. Was, I think it was Lyft. I think he was a Lyft driver. Just whatever to, he was. Clar- clarify there. What, whatever he, he was, Twins Twitter, and, and I think in this case Twins fans, I don't think this is 
oftentimes I agree. It's like, well, Twitter's not the fan base, but I think in this case, what they did with Royce Lewis and sending him down speaks for the fan base too, not just Twitter. Um, these guys don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. They don't deserve free passes of, well, I'm sure there's a plan here. They deserve to be questioned. They deserve to, I, you know, with 22,000 people, uh, biggest crowd since opening day in their stadium in Saturday, they sat Byron Buxton through an opportunity to pitch hit him to potentially hit a home run and win the game. How on earth, like the, the case file here to fire people is getting so large. That's my thing isolated okay i don't like that but it's isolated but guys we could literally go through now probably 10 decisions where it is in some way shape or form on the malpractice scale yeah i actually think because this is the the most aggressively i have just completely backed off support of a front office and a manager and and it's not like they're making no correct decisions but when they built that 2019 offense and, and some of the moves they made leading up to 2019, it's like, wow, whatever they've been doing behind the scenes, they have, they have maximized young talent. Kepler, Sano had that stretch in 2019. And, you know, we had, we had, you know, Barrios had kind of gotten to a new level and stuff and some of the relievers they unlocked. And, and then the 2019 trade deadline, and I'm kind of blending front office and field staff here. I'll get to field staff in a second, but. They uh, they botched the 2019 trade deadline, which seemed so weird. And I get that there it wasn't like there was nine ace starting pitchers on the market, but if I remember correctly, there was a pitcher. Was it Blue Jays pitcher? There was there was a, a viable starting pitcher on the market, and the Twins' comment on it was, "Well, the reason we didn't get a deal done is because I don't know. It takes two to tango." We reached out and they just stopped getting back to us or whatever Stroman, it was. Stroman, right? Marcus Stroman. That's right. Traded from the Mets to the Blue Jays. That's right. The Blue Jays got him. Yep. And uh, yeah, they just they just stopped picking up our phone calls or whatever. And then they wind up trading for that was the year they traded for Sam Dyson and they realized, yeah. oh, he's hurt and he's a clown. And so they wound up fortifying with just what's his name? Sergio Romo. That was the only move they made to bolster the greatest power hitting team in baseball history. And then fast forward, 2020, just running out Cody Stashak after pulling, was it Jose Barrios or Kenta Maeda? They both threw five lights out innings and having him go into a playoff game, not thinking about the fact that these are human beings playing in the biggest moments of their life. You might want to think twice before putting Randy Dobnak or Cody Stashak. That's when I it was like, oh, okay, these are some interesting things. And I feel like you can only count on one hand maximum how many th- Times you've said, wow, front office made an amazing decision here that really paid off over the past like two years. And, you know, I know that Rocco has a winning record as Twins manager, but, you know, Judd, you've heard some things behind the scenes too that it's just, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't have the freedom to paint like a Ron Gardenhire or a Tom Kelly or somebody else that, you know, he's not, he's not exactly out there uh, painting his own masterpieces on a night and night basis. So I agree with you in general. I guess my rambling point is we shouldn't just sit here and say, all right, cool. Totally trust this front office and this field staff to make all the right decisions. Uh, track record is impeccable. Let's just sit back and see what happens. I, I tend to turn a sideways glance at the moves that these guys make first before I give them the benefit of the doubt the last two years. And you used, I think, what is probably a different path, but a really intriguing one and accurate, and that is the people side of things. Um, the people side of things, I think th- these guys are a failure. And I think that's a big 
deal. Again, to go back to what I said, what's the message in Oakland when you've got this kid who clearly belongs here is helping you win games. You're in first place, but to Declan's point, you're in first place in a bad division. So it's not like, well, you're great. Um, But you know what? You're in first place and you keep Miranda and you keep Gordon and you send down a player who, again, if I'm a veteran, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like I already, and, 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 you know, I understand Buxton's problems, okay? But if you're a professional athlete and a veteran on this team, you are then saying, we got to do the best we possibly can for our sake when Byron can't play. I don't like the fact he can't play, but let's just say I understand it, okay? Um, But here's what I consider to be the first, like, true red flag from Falvey especially. And it was it was probably small in the big picture of things, but it, it was instructive in the lack of understanding of of the fact that you are ultimately managing a roster of people. In Boston, when they basically dumped at the trade deadline and would would that have been sixteen or or seventeen? Yeah, somewhere. Okay. Sixteen, I think. Eduardo Escobar. No, seventeen, it was seventeen. Escobar who was absolutely beloved and a very nice player, but uh, just beloved, found out that he had been traded via MLB Network. They didn't get ahead of it. And they just assumed it won't get out. Well, one, that's that's naive and stupid. But two, like, think about this. Eduardo Escobar, a beloved player, like really loved. And they just let him find out. And then they're like, well, we didn't think it would get out. That's lacking people skills. That's lacking. Now, it's what, if Sam Dyson gets dealt, who gives a crap? He's a bad guy. Yeah. So, like, these are all things, to go back to your word, Phil, people that... But they are in first place right now. This is the weird paradox, that, like, the, the tone of the discussion, and, and I'm reflecting on our own show here, too. The, the tone of the discussion is, I mean, Pat literally called them morons on, on Rap with Royce today, which you guys should definitely go check that 20 minutes of gold out today. And they're sitting here a handful of games over 500. They're in first place. Carlos Correa is coming back. I mean, to, to Aaron Gleeman's tweet, I'm trying to balance, boy, I don't really love the way that they're doing some of these things with, all right, well, but they're sitting here in first place and on pace to win 90 games or, or whatever it is. And but they're not Royce making, Lewis will probably be back in like three weeks. But they're not making championship decisions, and that's all I care about. If you win a crappy division, bravo, that's awesome. Show me more. I want more. I want more, and I want things that make sense, and I want smart decisions. And I don't want the decisions because, well, I you don't know where my college degrees are from. I have eight of them. Well, that's great, but but if you lack all common, that's the thing is, and that's where that's where there's a very fine line here too. Uh, I would say a lot of the things that they do lack common sense. Royce, this this lacks common sense. Well, I'm unless gonna... you can show me something that I, that that you that you won't tell me. Which, by the way, if you can, you should show me. Yeah, I want to give you an, an example of inconsistency from from year to year here in just a second. But listen, if you think that this club is making the wrong moves, you can actually put your money where your mouth is. We have found the best, easiest, and perhaps most fun way to get a sweat on games tonight or tomorrow or the full football season coming up in a few months. Underdog Fantasy and underdogfantasy.com. So uh, let's talk about the Pick'em games for a second. You can pick over-unders on your favorite or least favorite if you want to fade some of these players on their stats. You can win up to 20 times your money on a single night, and Underdog keeps it very simple. 
with their easy-to-use, so-easy-to-use Judd-can-do-it mobile app. And, and I have several Prom- times. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash. Love ourselves some Underdog Fantasy, one of our uh, fun new partners here. And you know what? If you're not that great at your job as a manager in the front office, thank God companies like Polka Dot Dairy are hiring. You know, there, there could be an opportunity for you to still work full time. That's right, because they are, are searching for drivers for their team starting salary. I'm going to give you some pretty impressive uh, factoids here about our friends at Polka Dot Dairy. Starting salary, $60,000, a 401k match. That's right, a 401k match. And no weekends, early morning hours, so you're done early. A current CDL license is required. Polka Dot Dairy is a Minnesota-based and family-owned company with a great workplace environment. That's right, they have people skills. It's not that hard. Go to polka.dairy.com and click on jobs to apply. That's polka.dairy.com and click on jobs to apply. Boom. So uh, real quick here, because because the after the game last night, and, and we'll see because at some point Royce Lewis is going to be in the St. Paul Saints lineup, and we'll see as he's still playing shortstop, which is what Pat said. If he's going to play shortstop, then I'm actually okay with the move because I want him to get better at shortstop for the long term. Uh, but if they're looking more short-term, saying, hey, we have a chance to win, because this team keeps throwing out World Series. Buxton used the, the words World Series earlier this week. Carlos Correa talks about World Series. So they want to win a World Series, and in the short term, you want your best possible lineup combinations out there as often as possible. And Royce Lewis, I don't think anyone would argue, watching him for two weeks, he's part of your best nine-man lineup combination. So if they're trying to move him to the outfield, because left field seems to be kind of a revolving door. I know Trevor Larnick has some moments and stuff, but left, Nick Gordon's been playing left field for this team. You know, I, I could I could see some third base, but let's start with outfield, okay? It's not like the Twins have three all-stars sitting out there. Max Kepler's been better this season, but he's been mostly garbage for the two years before that. There's playing time to be had. Buxton's going to miss another 50 games or something. You can play in the outfield. And the Twins last night have essentially said, we need to send Royce Lewis down so that he can start playing some of these other positions Outfield, I'm assuming, being one of them or maybe the primary spot. And so you can't possibly do it on the fly, right? You wouldn't want him to have to go take a fly ball in a major league stadium for the first time. Which, by the way, like you said, he did play outfield in the Arizona Fall League. It's not like he's never played outfield before. Not that long ago, last June to be precise, June 9th and 10th-ish of 2021, the Twins put Nick Gordon a former top five overall pick and top 100 Baseball America uh, prospect in the outfield against the New York Yankees at Target Field, where Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton were just peppering the outfield with towering fly balls, with line drives that can you know sneak up on you. And when he was asked... When his lineup, when the lineup card came out and his name's on lineup card and he's playing center field, when he was when he was asked by reporters, Nick Gordon, when's the last time you ever played outfield? Because they couldn't find anything on his minor league resume. And Nick Gordon responded, 12 years old. 12 years old was the only time ever in my life I played the outfield. So so I, I hear that and I'm like, wait a second. So you took a guy that hadn't played the outfield in well, Nick Gordon was, what, 25 at the time? 13 years since he was in Little League, basically, 12 years old. And you said, eh, it's not that big of a deal. Let's move you to center field for the first time in your adult life against the New York Yankees who hit towering fly balls everywhere. John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge. 
and we'll figure it out on the fly. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, was he an amazing outfielder? No. Is he? You know, did it work out fine? Yes. And now he's basically an outfielder. He plays more outfield than he plays infield in the major leagues. Now, he's not the, the caliber of player that Royce Lewis is, even though he was a top five overall pick. They kind of whiffed on that. But when I see that a year ago, they just threw him into the fire against the Yankees in center field. They just put him out there for the first time since he was 12 years old. Then, then okay, well, then why does Royce Lewis have to go down to the minor leagues? Clearly a better hitter than Nick Gordon was, has already played center field in professional baseball games in the Arizona Fall League. It's, it's very odd, inconsistent, and hypocritical to do this with Rice after what you did with Nick Gordon a year ago. Yes, and they're going to say, I think they're, I believe the retort to that would be, well, he's going to play a lot of shortstop too, and he needs to play there. And look, ideally, yes, but sports is not ideal. Sports is based on what gives you the best chance to win today. And that's where I guess I disagree with Patrick is um, Royce Lewis did nothing to show us that he does not give this team a very good chance to win baseball games right now. So if the goal for 2022, and you're right, Phil, it's been stated, is World Series, what gives you the best chance to get there? And by the way, if if Lewis does go uh, to St. Paul and plays a bunch of shortstop now, that still does not give you the best chance to win a World Series with him in 22. So what's the goal here? What are you doing here? And, And I think what drives you crazy is this, though. If the Twins legitimately didn't have a lot of spots, like if Buxton was playing, and, you know, he gets hurt occasionally, but if Buxton was playing uh, and left field was taken, you know, let, let's say uh, Kirloff was playing well and his wrist didn't hurt, and now you're like, okay, there aren't a lot of spots here, and, and Royce could play a little bit of backup, but he's not going to play a ton. I can have that discussion, but we've gone through it. That's not the case. That's not the case, and if you yeah. want to win a World Series this season, um, developing Lewis at shortstop in St. Paul does not give you the best chance to win a World Series. Let me throw one more, and this is probably a lot to unpack. We only have a couple minutes left because we got to get to write that down predictions. But athletes are so different now than 5, 10, 20, 40 years ago and that they're, they're, I think they're much more educated on the business. Social media just makes everything more transparent and you see what happens in other sports and stuff. When you're a young basketball player, and you get drafted, you are, you know, you're Anthony Edwards and now you're into year two and whatever, like you're 20 years old and you're making millions of dollars and you're playing nationally televised playoff games in a packed arena and you have arrived and no one is going to come to you and put you on the bench now or send you to the G league, right? Like you are just the man. Same in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you, you, you arrive as a quarterback and now it's all right, here we go. Baseball, it takes longer to arrive because it's just a harder sport. You have to climb up certain ladders. You can't you can't just go from a, an 18-year-old high school kid to facing Max Scherzer in a major league game. You're, you're going to get smoked. So there is, there is sort of a pumping of the brakes process to get there. But once you arrive and you play the way that Royce Lewis has for the last two weeks, you're a former number one overall pick, and you like he's a smart guy. He knows he belongs at this point. There's no question in his mind of whether, oh, I don't know. Hey, uh, Rocco, hey, coach, hey, front office, what do you think? Do you think I belong? He knows he's one of the best dudes on that field, right? He's got the confidence, everything. How do you go to him and say, hey, man, sorry, I know we have a roster of like 40 people right now. There's 14 pitchers here. Yeah, it's just, uh, what, is it? what are the rosters now, 28? 
28-man rosters or something ridiculous, or are they back down to 26? They Whatever. 26. You're not one of the 26. Right. Right. We got we got to send you back. You, right. We got to send you back down to St. Paul to work on some things. I don't know how you can have that conversation and have it land in any other way, other than him thinking, really, is he going to make a big stink out of it? Is he going to demand to his agent Scott Boris that they move him as soon as? No, he's he's going to handle it like a pro, I'm sure. But it's one of those deals that you probably stick in the back of your head and think, really. You guys, are, you're sending me down. They lack. Right. They lack a human element. This entire regime down lacks human element. It goes back to acquiring guys like Sam Dyson, not having the fortitude to get a starting pitcher at the deadline. It's taking out Jose Barrios. It's putting in Cody Stashek. It's putting in Randy Dobnek. They look at a spreadsheet and they look at all the analytics and they don't weigh in a human element. And we are getting to a point in sports where analytics are now becoming more available and popular, and that's great. You should always look and use the analytics, but they don't have a human element to their game. And for them to send down Royce, that is not that that, that it goes beyond a human element. That it, it is it is something greater than just that. And this regime and Rocco being honestly the puppeteer of this is what frustrates me the most because it's just it's all numbers and analytics, and there's not that human element to it, and it bugs the crap out of me. I don't think Rocco is the one that made this decision. No, I he's think not. I, just to be clear, I this is a front office decision, yep. right? This is so, not Rocco so wants Buck. the best players. So is Buck. Buck is too. That's not Baldelli is on board with what they do, but the Buck thing is above Rocco as well. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Yeah. So all right. Well, obviously this will be a talker now going forward here until he gets called back up. I, and then watch him struggle in AAA for a couple weeks, and then and and now it. It drives his timeline out six weeks or eight weeks or something while they run just random guys out. Jose Miranda needs to go back at some Is point. Is Miranda too. really going to stay here? He can't, right? I, I bet they keep him around for another day or something, and then they got they got to do something. There's no way. I think he's going to be okay long term, but holy cow! I don't know yet. Man. I'm not sure on that one yet, man. All right, let's uh, let's take a minute here. We'll get to write that down predictions and an accountability session. It's Mackie and Judd. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yep, that's right. The most innovative and shocking segment in all of sports media. This is Write That Down, where we actually attach statistics to each other's predictions. No one has the grapefruits across all of the American sports talk landscape to actually put stats next to their predictions, but we do. That's right. We just hope our bosses aren't listening or watching. Write that down. Yeah, that would be. We prefer our bosses paying zero attention to us. Yeah. So uh, write that down. Presented this week by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's all about risk management, which some would say has been uh, Declan's strategy throughout uh, write that down. Just trying to increase that batting average. But uh, risk management tools and resources can be yours if you're a business owner to help boost your business to the heights that you would like it to be. Federatedinsurance.com if you want to find out more information on how to grow your business and protect it. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Write this down. All right, boys, here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. 
We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate like Amir is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app. There's a little feedback tab at the bottom, and uh, you can hit us up with write that down requests with feedback Friday and other comments for uh, Purple Daily. But are you guys ready to be held accountable here? Always. Yeah, okay. I mean, always. I have no choice. We're all still sitting here kind of perturbed and steaming over the Royce Lewis move last night. Let's, uh, let's start with Judd. Speaking of steaming and fuming. Oh, my God. A lot Lovely. of wild playoff predictions oh, that came off oh, the board yeah, for Judd you know here. Okay. That explains it. Not, not my fault. I blame the team. It's not your fault that they can't live up to your expectations exactly. that you set for them. Exactly. But it, that's ugly. All right. So you said Marc-Andre Fleury will start game six for the Wild. The Wild? Kirill Kaprizov will score at least a goal in Game 6 and Game 7. Well, there was no Game 7. Yeah, sorry. Fiala will lead the Wild in points for the playoffs. Oh, hmm. God. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh. The Phoenix Suns will win the <laughs> NBA nowhere. title. Out of nowhere, I just had the Phoenix Suns. Just, just taking an NBA stab there real quick. What, 50 points that, that they were down at one point in that? Uh... Yeah. Nico Sturm will score at least one goal against the Wild this season. He did not. The Wild and Avalanche oh. will play a seven-game series in the playoffs. And the Wild will win a first-round playoff series. Woo! I deserve every one of those buzzers. You did make up for it by saying you made an I, Oilers prediction, so you, maybe you should just yep. predict other teams. You said the Oilers won't, they won't only make the playoffs, they'll, they'll win at least one series. So you're saying the Oilers, the Oilers with the best player in the world would win a series, which we're... Yep, which they have struggled at times with. All right, I had a bad one here, Good too. Lord. A lot of red. Well, the wild stuff is a uh, killer. Yeah, a little too uh, high on the wild. Uh, All right, I, I thought Embiid would score 30, tally a double-double, and extend that series to a Game 7, but it didn't happen. I thought Fiala would score two goals in Game 6 in a wild why? victory. Why, Kevin, why? Mm. Uncertainty. Thought Talbot would post a shutout in the postseason before Marc Andre Fleury, and I thought Marc Andre Fleury would have at least one shutout in the first round. Oh wow! Said the Wild would reach the Western Conference Finals, and Parisi would score against the Wild at some point. He did not. A lot of buzzers. Our bosses about to fire both of us. Go! Even more red for the listeners, man. Look, the the Wild have cleaned us out at the The blackjack table here, man. This is bad. I had to lower the font size on the YouTube channel for the listeners here. That's how many bad predictions came on the board. Uh, all right. Nick said the Wild would win the series in seven. Alex said the Wild would make the Western Conference Finals. And uh, David had a parlay. He said the Wild would make at least one trade before the deadline, which happened. They'll jump the Blues in the Central, which also happened. And they'll beat the Blues in seven games oh. in a playoff series, which... Don't parlay, kids. right here. Uh, see, Santi said the Wild will lose in the in the second round of the Avalanche. Roycey, Patrick Roycey, said the Wild would reach the Western Conference Finals. I don't know where. Right this. Down. Jesse Pierce from the Bardown Beauty said Boldy will score four goals or more in the playoffs, and the Wild will make the Western Conference Finals. Wow, it's a bloodbath, man. Eric said the Wild will win at least one series in which Kaprizov will score three goals or fewer. Well. They didn't really have the chance because the only series in which they played, he scored seven and they lost. And then Robert said the Wild or the Islanders or both will reach their respective conference finals. Oof. 
Hmm. A little redemption here. Nick did say by this week's Write That Down, Royce Lewis will hit his first home run. (laughs) Even that's hollow. Even that feels hollow after he was sent down. And then Matt said almost a year ago, he said the NBA Finals this year will not be played by, I think these are all the teams that played in the conference finals last year. So Clippers, Hawks, Suns, Bucks would all be bounced before the finals. And he's right. They were. All right, Dex, we're going to come back to this first one here in a second. But uh, you said Cam Talbot would start game six. Thank you. You said Fiala would be credited with a game-winning goal in the playoffs. And then you had a Mackey prediction mm-hmm. that says check with you yep. today. Uh, so this is still on the board. Okay, so we'll just leave it. Yep. Uh, I guess the I'll, I'll make another note that it ends by the end of the year. Oh. By the end of 2022. Oh. When this can come oh, off. Wow. Okay. I believe. Let me wow. uh, Let me double. Yes, yeah. Judd, is that correct? Is that That's what I, I said, I just want to make sure. I said he, yeah. Mackey will do blankety blank, 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 blankety blank. And I put end of the year. Blank. Yeah. Is it a Mackie parlay? No. 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 Okay. Just a Mackie prediction. Okay. Just a Mackie. All right. We'll leave it there. All right. So here's the the, the latest oh, statistics. Declan's at 467 with nine home runs. Listeners have actually tied Declan with nine home runs. Wow. Yeah. Judd's at 381 with four home runs. Listeners at 324 with nine home runs. I'm at 290 with only four home runs. Last in both categories. All-time Judd leading with 224 hits. We've been tracking stats since 2018. Listeners leading all-time with 28 home runs, which is way out in front by nine home runs in front of Judd and myself. Declan has been on a surge this year looking to pass one of us in the home run race. So, All right, so there it is. That's your accountability session. Let's get Amir in here. He's our guest listener predictor today. On the show, Amir, what's going on, man? What is your what's your strategy? Are you are you playing small ball? Are you looking to to go deep here? What's your what's your game plan, buddy? Uh, Declan, you can have Declan check this. I'm I'm gonna pull what Justin Morneau pulled against the White Sox on July 12, thousand seven, and I'm aiming to hit three home runs in one game. Wow, <laughs> is that the only time he ever did that? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Right. I think it, it was a twelve. I don't remember. It was a twelve nothing score. It was like a double header. It was a double header. Anyway, yes. that's. That's the that's the goal. Okay. I okay. like it. That was here. the year after Tory Hunter and Ron Gardenhire had a come to Jesus. I think Tory Hunter might have punched him at one point or tried to in 2006, he and then he won the MVP. That's he right. missed. He missed Morneau and accidentally hit poor Nick Punto, <laughs> who slid into first base. So, all right, we're going to go around the room three times. We'll start with Amir over to Judd, Declan, and then back to me. So, Amir, write this down. What's your all first right, prediction? Right, Timberwolves parlay. I'm a I love the I love basketball more than any other sports. So I love them all, and I love the Timberwolves. So we'll go for parlay here. This is going to go out of left field, guys. Listen to this: the Timberwolves will win forty-eight games or more in the 2022-23 season. They'll win more games than they did this previous season. Anthony Edwards will be a Western Conference All Star, and Anthony Edwards will make one of the three All NBA teams. Ooh. I like it. This would be you a are. great natural progression for this franchise, right? Just write this down. Anthony Edwards taking a big step forward. I like it. I like it. I like it. Like it. All right, Judd. All right. Sanity will prevail in Minneapolis. Royce Lewis will be back with the Twins in June. So at some point in June, he'll be recalled. Royce Lewis will be recalled by the Twins in June. Okay. I had a similar. I mean, you, know, you how can you not make a prediction like that? So, write this right. Down. Exactly. Judd's just fishing for batting average points. That's okay. All right, Declan. I need him. 
All right, PGA Championship this weekend, so a couple of golf predictions from me. Write this down. One of these five players will not make the cut at the PGA Championship this weekend. One of these five players will not make the cut at the PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka, Victor Halden, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger. One of those five will not make the cut. Now, Phil, Brooks is dealing with a hip issue. Yeah, and Bryson has had nine surgeries. This is ridiculous. Well, what has this segment devolved into? No, it's not. You I'm, just picked two injured golfers to miss the cut. Kepka still five. has decent odds. What are we doing? Kepka. <laughs> One of these five guys will not make the cut. Okay, we'll allow it. I just want the audience to know how injured some of these players are. Bryson yesterday literally had his wrist and hand wrapped after a practice round and said, oh, we'll see how tomorrow feels. So if he shoots 12 over, don't be surprised, but. Okay, Declan's leading the batting average. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, take some swings here. Hey, Ted Williams, let's, uh, let's stay in the game here to protect your 400 batting average. Not I'm, sit on the. I'm doing fine here. I'm doing fine. Okay. Here. <laughs> no, he's gonna sit the game out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Write this down. So I had, I had Royce Lewis uh, playing in the outfield for the Twins sometime before July 1st, which is, again, after I just filleted Declan, is a total bunt prediction by me, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add something to it. Royce Lewis will have an extra base hit in his first game back with the Twins, and it will happen before July 1st. So he'll be up, and he'll have an extra base hit in that first game. Write it down. He'll send a message. Write this down. And he'll stare up at the Twins' front office in the press box suite. How do you guys think Dave St. Peter feels about this, by the way? His, his meal ticket, Byron Buxton, is going to miss 60 games because of scheduled rest. And now his other meal ticket, Royce Lewis, has been sent down because no one really knows why. Uh, meal Declan, ticket. you're the season ticket His meal ticket's my, my Amex card that's getting renewed for the next six months. So uh, I, I think his meal <laughs> ticket's doing just fine, DSP. I think you're doing okay there. But if I was Dave, my my goal would have been: Can we have uh, Royce Lewis jerseys at the Twin Shop before the next homestand? Not can he be in St. Paul, right? Royce Lewis jerseys—they'd sell. How People, would that land? So you're gonna so Royce is gonna be playing in St. Paul, but there's gonna be a new shipment of Royce Lewis merchandise in the Twins well, Pro Shop. I prefer. I think it would make a lot more sense <laughs> if he was also with the big league team, but whatever. Yeah. All right, back to Amir, your second. I had this, I, guys, I had this plan for two weeks. I had this plan even before the news uh, last, last night. Write this down. Opening night, opening opening day 2023, Carlos Correa and Royce Lewis will both be in the tw- Twins 2023 opening day lineup. Okay, that's a home run for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Royce, off the record, then Royce would have to be a third baseman or... A left fielder, right? Because you can't put him at second base. Jorge Polanco is a good player. I think Carlos he could play third base. I think I think Larnick is the future at left field. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it depends on the uh, there's there's room for flexibility. Maybe DH, maybe third base, right. maybe first base. But but I just believe that Correa will sign an extension and Lewis will stay with the club. They'll both be here opening day twenty three. Interesting. Okay. Write this down. Or not right. opt out. He could just. Yeah, he it. wouldn't. Yeah, because, well, I guess he could. If he opts out, I think he's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to come. They're not going to bring him back if he opts out. So, if, but if he, if for whatever, maybe he gets hurt again or something and mm-hmm. he's just not getting the value. 
And then how does that work? I'm sure Scott Boris can have feeler conversations with teams. You're probably not supposed to, but he's probably having feeler conversations in the second half of the season saying, hey, so if in theory my client opted out, yes. are you thinking nine years or 11 years on a $300 million contract? <laughs> I don't know. All right, Judd, your second prediction. Speaking of guys being hurt, write this down. Byron Buxton will go on the injured list before the All-Star break. So this whole thing of we're spotting him and we're keeping him healthy, something's wrong. I mean, he's got a chronic condition. Um, they're going to be forced to, at some point, IL him to clear up a roster spot and to also cl- clear up he's not playing now for a fourth consecutive day and now it's a fifth. So Byron Buxton will go on the IL before the All-Star break. Negative Judd. Mm-hmm. Negative Judd. Hoping for negative you things. You, mm-hmm. yep, you're, so you're hoping for this now. I'm Just, getting just to be clear, out. audience. Now he's hoping for this because it'll increase his write-that-down batting average. Well, if it happens, it happens. I just want to be on the precipice of uh, capitalizing on it. Write that down. Okay. All right. Uh, Declan, how about this uh, second prediction presented by your friends at Aquaside? Yeah, if you own a lake home or if you have a pond in your property or if you like to send some golf balls into the pond like I like to do when I play some golf, (laughs) you need to call my friends at Aquaside because they'll help you remove uh, that that weeds and that lake shore and make it look nice and clear for you so you can find that golf ball so you can put your toes in the water. They're a local company. They're uh, also registered with the EPA and DNR. They're in White Bear Lake. Go check them out. They've been killing lake weeds for over 60 years. Aquaside. Go to Aquaside.com to learn more. All right, write this down. My, uh, my The PGA Championship will be go on as scheduled on Thursday. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it is a parlay for the PGA <laughs> title. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three things, or two things, excuse me. These three guys make the cut, and I'm going to give you an exact score from the championship winner this weekend at the PGA Championship. So yeah. Shane Lowry, Scotty Scheffler, and Cam Smith all make the cut at the, at, at the PGA Championship, and... Scheffler, I believe, is the favorite. Cam Smith's on an absolute tear right now, but Lowry will also make the cut. So these three guys make the cut. But the winner of the PGA Championship will shoot no better than seven under. So whoever wins with seven under or six under, five under, I I was looking back, I think only once in the last four years has someone shot eight under to win the title. Um, It's been mostly a pretty tough place to play at the PGA Championship. So... Write this down, Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, Scotty Scheffler, all make the cut, and the winner of the PGA Championship shoots no better than seven under par. And just for reference, so 15 years ago is the last time the PGA Championship was held at Southern Hills, and this is a really good number here for Dex because Tiger Woods won that PGA Championship at minus eight. Woody Austin was minus six, and there was only four players, five players under par for the whole tournament. So we might see carnage this week. Yeah. You want to see... The best golfers in the world just looking foolish and incompetent, then this might be the tournament for you. All right. My second prediction. Write this down. Write this down. Jimmy Butler (laughs) will drop a triple-double at some point in these playoffs. So he has not had a triple-double yet in these playoffs. I think he had a couple in the bubble. He had that one ridiculous game against the Lakers. But I'm going to call a Jimmy Butler triple-double at some point either in the Eastern Conference Finals or if they advance to the finals, he will log a triple-double at some point. He was great last night. I still think he's so volatile, and I don't know. I think he's always been a little bit of a fake superstar, but credit to him, man. They have the best record in the NBA since that blow-up on the sidelines where he challenged Eric Spolstra to a fight, which was so weird. And then Udonis Haslam stepped in. How does that work? You challenge your coach to a fist fight, and it actually improves your team. 
heat culture. A, it's just yeah, a thriving works, conflict, I guess. It works. Yep. All right, Amir. Uh, before I go in, uh, to prove how tough boxing is, like tougher than me, that uh, I I was running last week. I thought I sprained my ankle. I walk on my the belated uh, commencement ceremony at the U. I'm training for a 5K, run half a mile, uh, seizing pain. Find out I fractured my fifth metatarsal. Maybe you should have built in some extra scheduled rest days. I should have. I should have built extra scheduled rest days. I should have done what the twins did. (laughs) All right, for my third, uh, write that down. I'm going to appeal to Judd here. I'm going three different uh, Minnesota teams. This is a parlay for the wild offseason. This is a parlay. Okay. Two of these three players will be traded. Kevin Fiala, Matt Dunba, and, uh, and Cam Talbot. Now, yeah. if the second part of it, if Fiala is traded, he will be traded to a specific team. He will be traded to the Ottawa Senators for the seventh overall pick in this upcoming draft. Ooh, I love this and the third Is that a real... Part, oh, go ahead. Uh, and the third part, I know uh, he, they just signed him to a contract the other day. It's going to start the season in Iowa. I predict at some point in the 2022-23 season, the Wild fans will see Jesper Wallstead in St. Paul. So this is all part of the same parlay, yeah, just to be it. clear, yes. right? All right. Yes. Big I time swings here. Amir. I love it. Just one. Amazing. Not two, but three. One little thing here, Amir. Um, so the Devils have the second overall pick in the draft? The They're Senators. not number two. I don't think... All all the rumors I hear, uh-huh. I know the de- the Devils were interested in that trade before the lottery. Yep. But it sounds like from the national folks, they're not trading number two. Did you say senators? Did, you, did he say senators? I thought he said Devils. I said senators. For no, senators. no, he said Got he it. said sen. Cool. At number seven. Yep. No, nope. because I think seven. I you sure. trade seven for Fiala. I know that yeah. the two ba- the two teams. I think there are three teams that were interested in him uh, reportedly. I think the Devils, the Senators, and Ducks. So Devils for two, that makes no sense. They probably have to give you a prospect. I, I think the team that will do it will be the Ottawa Senators for seven. Love it, dude. These are, this, is, this is a great swing That's right here. This is what Write That Down's all about right, right there. Yeah, none Amir. of this, none of this stuff weeks. where. One of these 30 players <laughs> will three-putt. Wow. At some point during the PGA Championship, wow, just coming after Dex <laughs> Strong. I get it. Listen, I'm part of part of my lashing out here is I am almost 200 points behind Declan, and I know that he's probably going to hit on that prediction, making it even harder for me to catch him in the second. I like attitude. how you went right after. So him, I, it's more okay. of it's it's not Declan. It's me. It's is okay. what's happening here. I yep. just want to be self reflective. It's yep. heat culture. Thanks, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> this is your turning point. Your fight. <laughs> so, all right, Amir, since you've got this life-changing platform here on Mackie and Judd and Score North, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this point? Uh, everybody and everybody, everybody, anybody, thank my parents, uh, thank uh, Kevin Garnett, Randy Moss, and Michael Jordan for <laughs> making love sports. First words, Michael Jordan. Got to thank uh, my supporters. Thank uh, some guys along the way. Daniel House, big, big, big supporter. Yeah. Thank all the professors, all the support people, people who have dealt with my annoying idiosyncrasies and my allegedly photographic memory and my addiction to sports over the years. So just Amen. thank everybody for thank everybody for dealing with my incess, incessance. Awesome, man. Amir, thanks for coming on. Dude. We'll do That's it again awesome, sometime. Amir. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank there you he guys. is, Amir, just taking big cuts here. Judd, uh, Amir's first words were Michael Jordan 
what were your first words? I know you don't remember, but like from you know what your parents told. Oh, you. no, I Gordy do. Gordy Howe. I do actually. No, 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 no. My first words. Lord were, Stanley. Where's the surly? <laughs> and they said, "What's surly?" And I said, hey, "Hold on a second here. I see it into the future. So go get me one. <laughs> put it in my. I'll bottle. put it on ice for well, put probably it, eighteen years. Were you was the legal drinking age eighteen for you? Yeah, when you were I, it was. I was probably two. It's like twelve in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's not incorrect. <laughs> All right, Where back to Judd for your third and final prediction here. All right, Marc-Andre Fleury will return to the wild, but Cam Talbot will not, despite oh. what Billy Guerin said at his uh, um, postseason press conference. Tough to come back from those yesterday. spouse posts on social yeah, media. Yeah, right? well, and I mean, she she obviously, Kelly Tal- Talbot obviously painted the picture of how they really felt about what tr- what took place. Um, he's trying, Cam is trying to put the genie back in the bottle, but I don't think it's going to happen. So Marc-Andre Fleury returns as the starting goaltender. Cam Talbot does not. And actually to Amir's point, that does present an avenue at some point in time next year for uh, Jesper Walstead to at least come up here and be a backup. All right. There you go. All right. Over to Declan. Third and final. Third and final prediction from me. Write this down. The Twins will move on from Chris Archer before they move on from Dylan Bundy. So oh. accountability here uh, to make sure this comes to fruition. Archer must be off the roster by the end of the season before Bundy is off the roster. So if both are on the roster, if they're on the injured list, you know yeah. this doesn't come true. But they're going to move on from Archer before they move on from Dylan Bundy. And are those guys both on one-year deals? So if they both are just on the team as the season expires, then this would Correct. this would not come. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. it, during the season, yeah. At some point this season, during the season, they will move on from Chris Archer before they move on from Dylan Bundy. I like Chris Archer, man, but it, this is about five years yeah. too late on that acquisition. Yeah. 2016 Archer was fantastic. Oh, he's awesome, yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, well, hell, the reckless speculation is was born in part. I mean, give Chris Archer an assist for the birth of reckless speculation. All, our... reckless speculation. All right, write this down. Write this down. Patrick Beverly. So, in addition to the work that I don't know what the nature of the agreement is, or if they if they loved him so much on day one Monday, he's he's literally been on get up all week. It's the third straight day. So did did he? I'll make my prediction in a second here. But did he come in on a Monday? And they Can't loved leave. it so much, and Can't they said, leave. let's just keep, just stay in that Bristol. Well, no, he's in New York. It's in the New York set. So at least he gets to stay in New York City, but just keep that hotel going every night. So in addition, write this down to Patrick Beverly's ESPN work, however long that goes. Sometime, I will say sometime um, in the next calendar year. So by, let's call it, let's just call it by May of 18th, 2023. He will join Barstool Sports, Turner, or The Volume, which is Colin Cowherd's. I I think he's going to join like a boisterous network of some kind, independent or in addition to the ESPN thing is sort of aside, and he can probably do more than one. But he'll join either Barstool Sports, The Volume, or Turner in the next calendar year. Now, Draymond Green joined The Volume as an active player, and he's doing his podcast after games and stuff. So this is definitely something that has precedent in the NBA right now. So is he joining this like as a 
as a guest? Or are you saying these one of these three entities is going to like employ him full time for like employ him? Employ him? Well, okay. I don't know full time, but like he'll have employ a, a regular gig, a regular okay. gig with one of those three yeah. networks. Didn't Draymond, didn't Draymond get hired by Turner as well to do a regular thing now? He's been he's been kind of one of the fill ins, right? And I and but I don't know how that works. Is not I mean, he's he definitely was last year when they got bounced from the playoffs. So they've got kind of an interesting stable of so they're on Tuesday nights during the regular season they're grooming Candace Parker and Dwayne Wade and then Shaq I don't know if Shaq needs the money or what but Shaq's the only one on the A crew that works both nights. But they've got Draymond in the hopper. They got yeah. Wade, Candace Parker, Pat Beverly is sitting out there now too. So I'm curious as to what the next iteration of Inside the NBA is. So there you go. There are your write that down. Write this down. Predictions. Yeah, uh, I think Dave Portnoy tweeted out yesterday, blank check, Pat Beverly, blank check, please come to Barstool. <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah. yeah. That that would be a perfect fit for Pat. Uh, they don't do a lot. I don't think Barstool has much, if any, NBA content outside of, like, you know, part, if pardon my take, talks NBA. So maybe they could build a little, little and Pat did Barstool Beverly get rid Barstool of, Sports. Did Barstool uh, ditch baseball, too, content? Uh, Jared Carabas left for DraftKings. So they, I, th- I think, I don't know if they still do their starting nine podcast. I, th- I think it's, uh, st- I think it still exists. Yes. I think yeah, so. Dallas Braden, I think still yeah. works for oh, okay. Barcelona, doesn't he? It's just, uh, yeah, J- Jared Carabas left. Yeah. It's just like in classic baseball fashion. It's just like very down their totem pole of importance that you don't really think of Barstool yeah. and baseball. In the baseball? Same. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Your season ticket holder. Come on. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on Write That Down. Mackie and Judd, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily? That's right. See you guys. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.